Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl Rachel Presser, the Toe Lady, coming at you live from my bunker in the Bronx. And before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor, House Naturals. So if you're looking for an all-natural green cleaner to use on anything from countertops to granite and even stainless steel, go check out House Naturals. They have a whole variety of cleaners. They're pretty cheap and easy to use. All-natural and vegan for our vegan listeners. Available at housenaturals.com or just go check out Amazon, Target, whatever other evil, evil corporation is vending them nowadays. And now back to the show. So today, I'm going to talk all about bread making. So I'm a little behind recording schedule here. I wrote I wrote this one around the time that the pandemic was first declared and everyone started to go completely apoplectic, just baking nonstop. So things have kind of calmed down a little bit since um, when I finally got around to recording this. But the basic tenets of bread making haven't changed any, even though the circumstances around it might have, at the, you know, between the initial time of publishing and the time of recording. But the, but the tenets are pretty much still all the same. You know, people have been making bread for thousands of years, and we still have a lot of, like, the same tools and techniques. And then plenty of new ones, too. You know, now that so many more people are just leveling up their baking skills. And so me, I fucking loathe cooking. Like, I hate cooking. I think it's just such a pointless chore. And I'm one of those people who's like, you don't have to do it that much. You know, it's not like people say, oh, but you have to do this. You have to do that. No, you don't have to fucking do anything. You don't want to. But bread baking, I love making my own bread. Like, I actually really enjoy baking. Um, I wound up, like, getting really into, like, making my own bread around grad school or so because I was just, you know, looking for, I guess, something fun and meditative to do. And I love bread. Like, it's, it'll be hard-pressed to find people who don't love bread. But, yeah, but I started to, like, learn to bake, I guess, like, yeah, like, my mid-20s and I was in grad school. And then, and then as I got older, I, like, perfected my techniques and then joyously moved to a condo where I had a dishwasher, then I started to, like, really bake a lot more because I started out with a bread machine. And while I'm not going to knock, you know, people who use bread machines, like, I think it's kind of, you know, like, classist, you know, to do that. Um, Personally, I don't really like the way that bread machine breads taste. But, yeah, I get that not everyone has a dishwasher. Not everyone has, like, the, the space or even, like, you know, the skills just yet for, for doing this. But, yeah. Um, I started with I started with a bread machine. But then I worked my way up, you know, to doing it by hand. And then, now that I have a kitchen egg, I'm like, yeah, screw that. I'm not doing anything by hand again. But it's all up to you. It's all up to what you are personally comfortable with. You know, the, ty- the type of bread that you like to make. Um, how many people you're also making bread for. So, yeah, um... Bread making, though, has gotten, like, really, you know, its moment in the sun in, like, the last few months because, um, the first thing being that for quite a while you couldn't get bread at grocery stores. Um, it was just impossible to find. Um, I think that that's totally abated now because, like, yeah, I just had an Instacart delivery right before, um, I started recording and I, yeah, I I added a loaf of bread to my car and it arrived. Um, same for like the last few orders I placed actually. And then, and then when I was able to go out to the store like a few weeks ago, I did see that yeah there was 
spread back on the shelves, you know, so it's not the hot commodity that it was for a while where a lot of online retailers actually started price couching on flour because flour was like fucking impossible to get for a while. Um, yeah, and so with that said, um, yeast then became another hot commodity. And, <coughs> you know, so people were just like hoarding all the yeast you know, to go bake bread. And so that was actually what led to sourdoughs really becoming a popular item. First, it was yeast being unavailable. But then, even if you could buy yeast, well, sourdoughs, like, require, like, so many steps. Like, this is actually the first time of my life I ever made sourdough at home correctly. Um, my sourdough starter is actually about two months old now. Um, yeah, bready leeway. Okay, that's a reference to a New York hardcore band, if you're not familiar. Um, Freddy Leeway is two months old. Like, I actually had a, a sourdough starter I did not kill. Um, that's a first. Because I remember, yeah, trying to make sourdough starter, like, in grad school. And then, um, I was, that's the thing. I wasn't really sure if I was doing it right. Um, and then I think that I killed my first one. I tried to make another one, and then it smelled like freaking nail polish remover. Like, if I dumped this thing, like, on a car, it probably would have, like, eaten the distributor cap. Like, this thing was just, like, so noxious. I realize now, you know, from- now that we have, like, all this, um, knowledge at our fingertips about baking, and especially about the art of making sourdoughs, I realize now that I probably didn't feed enough. And so, yeah, if your sourdough starter smells like nail polish remover, just, like, yeah, skim all that nasty, like, alcohol at the top off, and then go feed it. You know, give it some more flour and water, mix it up, and then you should be fine. I would highly recommend watching Bigger Boulder Baking on YouTube. Um, the hostess, Gemma, is just, like, oh, she's she's just so bubbly and fun, and, like, you know, she really, like, is making the best of this situation, and, like, her videos are just, like, really easy to follow. And then she also has written versions of all the recipes on her website. And, yeah, because it's really, it's meant for, like, bakers of all skills, but especially people who don't really have a lot of skill yet and, like, don't really have, you know, a lot of confidence in what they're doing. And so her videos are just so fun and approachable and, like, and, and you'll learn a lot. So I really, um, had good results with um, her sourdough starter and bread recipe. I now make it all the damn time. So I would heartily recommend Bigger Boulder Baking. Uh, go check it out on YouTube. And I linked the videos um, actually in the print version of this article. And so, yeah, um, sourdough loaves have like, become again like, really popular under quarantine, but there's so many other breads though that you can try to do out there. Like, I linked a couple in the article, one of them being that, so because there's all these jokes going around on Twitter about defending the Cheesecake Factory, um, <coughs> there's, I actually linked a copycat recipe to their trademark brown bread. Um, I don't think it tastes, like, precisely like it, but it's really delicious. Um, that, yeah, that brown bread recipe that that I linked for you there 
is really good. I would highly recommend making it, especially if you really miss going out and if you don't have a cheesecake factory near you, um, you know, to get takeout and then therefore ask for a bunch of this bread to go, you can somewhat make it at home. I really enjoyed making this particular bread and I would strongly recommend using espresso powder instead of coffee. Um, I don't think the coffee like really like affects um, the texture too much like when you when you bake it, but when the dough is actually you know like all coming together, I don't know, it just looks kind of off. Like I just like I can like you can feel all those greens in there. You wonder if you're gonna like start chewing on it or something after it bakes. So yeah, I would recommend espresso powder. You know that easily dissolves if you're gonna make that one. Yeah, but there's like so many different you know types of bread. Yeah, like there's brown breads. You can also like try making rye bread if you want to buy more flours. Um, oats are also great to bake with. I actually linked a recipe, not actually, no, not linked it. I posted my recipe for oat bread in the, this particular article. I really love this bread because it's just, it's so easy to make, yet it tastes so complex and delicious. And you can actually use um, multi-grain flour if you don't want to use white flour in this. And it comes out freaking amazing like it's just it's so hearty it's so filling it's great for toasts and sandwiches um it just it comes out with like such a, this lovely cracker like crust so regardless of what type of bread you're gonna make though one thing is for certain your water needs to be warm um especially if you're going to be activating dried yeast because there's a couple types of yeast that you can use like, if you go to the grocery store, you'll see, like, those little... It's like they kind of, it kind of looks like a mini stick of butter, almost. Like, those little squares of fresh yeast. And then there's also instant dried yeast, which you can get in the baking aisle, like, or buy it online. But then there's active dried yeast, which it looks like instant dried yeast. Like, they look totally indistinguishable. But you have to be careful with the measurements, because I forget what it was, um... Just go Google a conversion chart. I think that you have to use, like, less instant yeast if, if your recipe calls for active dried yeast. I've mostly used active dried yeast in all my years I've been baking. And then <coughs> that has to get activated by putting it in warm water. Make sure it's not too hot because if it's too hot, it's going to kill the yeast. So don't make the water too hot. It just needs to be warm or, like blood temperature which means like if you put your finger in it like it's basically like indistinguishable like from your own body temperature and then you also need to give the yeast like some kind of sugar like maple syrup or honey like to feed on even if like your recipe like doesn't call for using sugar just put like a little pinch in there or like if you're using like a liquid sweetener like a little drop don't use like sugar substitutes like splenda or stevia because it's not going to feed on that. And so you can also bake like you're using like alternative means too, which I actually have a whole other article and then soon a whole other podcast episode all about alternative baking where you don't even have to use flour. Like there's so many different ways um, you can bake nowadays. And actually, oh, correction. It was always there, we just weren't as aware of it, you know, before the internet. 
But yeah, there's millions of recipes, you know, out there that you can try. I got you started with my favorite Oprah recipe and the Cheesecake Factory copycat, which I linked in the article. So yeah, go check those out. Um, yeah, check out Bigger Boulder Baking for some ideas. YouTube uh, bakers also have like tons and tons of recipes to try, but I definitely recommend Gemma's channel because it's just, it's so easy and approachable and I definitely learned a lot more about baking after watching it. So go check all those out and happy baking. And if you want to go see more rants about food, baking, and stuff, go check out more of my work at homestragosphere.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Homestragos, and I'll catch you again next time.